This is Glass Half Full with me, Steve Twine, and where I'm joined by inspirational guests from around the world, sharing their stories, stories that may well resonate with you. Sit back and enjoy this week's Glass Half Full. So you're listening to Yow Radio. It is Steve with Glass Half Full. And uh, if you're a regular listener to this program, you will know we're all about bringing inspirational stories to people's lives and, you know, making a big difference to people's lives. And the stories we share are not the big rah, rah, rah stories. These are real life stories that people have made some significant change and helped others. And uh, it's a pleasure going out over to Dallas right now. And uh, I'm talking to Kathleen Carney. Kathleen, how are you? Good. How are you today, Steve? Kathleen, it's great to talk to you. And, um, you know, really looking forward to hearing about what you do uh, and sharing your story. And also a little bit about the book that you've got out as well, that uh, we will be featuring as the, uh, the the inspirational book of the week. So yeah, you're on a bit of a journey. You've been on this journey for a couple of years. So uh, how did it all start? Tell me about it. Yes, Absolutely. So my journey began about three years ago in 2018, um, when one of my best friends from high school was diagnosed with a rare stage four cancer. Um, and she went through a lot of the conventional methods of medicine and they were just not successful. Um, she went through chemotherapy and they did not see enough shrinkage in her tumor and because it was so rare um, and she was so young, doctors kind of left her in a situation of, you know, we're just going to see what happens. We don't have answers for you right now, but we'll just wait and see and hope it doesn't get worse. And for me and everyone who loves her, that just wasn't an answer. That wasn't an option. And my mom, I'm so thankful for her. She has always been an advocate of healthy living, healthy food, healthy lifestyle, exercise, meditation, um, all of the things that have been coined alternative health practices. Um, and so after conventional medicine didn't work, I kind of leaned back on my roots and said, well, how about we think about what you are putting into your body and how can we at least make your body as strong as possible. Um, and that is when I started learning about the power of food as medicine. Wow. Cause you, you're studying nutrition. Yes. So that's yeah. where it all comes together. Absolutely. Okay. So that's where it brings. So where did, where did it take you then? So a lot of research into the foods and everything is like that. And um, and I'm smiling because, you know, I'm just thinking of some of the stuff that we do put in our bodies. I mean, it's absolutely it's frightening to be to be honest, you know, and um, I, I was talking to somebody yesterday who um, just we were out walking me and my wife yesterday. And we met this guy and he's 89 years old and um, walks every day. And a couple of years ago, not a few years ago, the doctors told him he'd got diabetes and he went, really? And they wanted to put him on medication and all that kind of thing. And he went, no, I'm not having it. I don't, I don't want the medication. I'll do it by health ways. I'll change my diet and things like that. And, and why, why I mentioned it, Kathleen, because he, he mentioned, he said, you know, I was eating some of the stuff that I thought was healthy for me. And it was full of damn sugar, you know, all lots of sugar, even in some natural foods, you know. 
and he flipped it and changed things around as well. So I, yeah, so we do, we put some rubbish into our bodies. Yeah. You know, and uh, oh, so, yeah. so what did you, how did you help your friend then? What kind of foods did you, did you come up with? And, and, and also let's be honest as well. You know, I was reading about you, you've made some life changes yourself as well. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I was very inspired by her and to your point, um, the title of my book is we can't change what we don't know. And I really felt that way about food. I had no idea that some of the foods that we think are extremely healthy and that we learn in health class, you know, the basic food groups, you need your carbs, you need your meats, you need your dairy and that's what I learned the food pyramid throughout school. So it's very shocking when you really dive into it of what really goes into our food. So I was fortunate enough to stumble upon a book, uh, by Anthony William. He has coined the medical medium. Um, my mom, as well as a friend of mine from college who healed through food, um, Alexandra, they both had recommended it to me because in the title of one of the books was autoimmune disease. And that is what um, my friend Trish had. And that's how her cancer began. It started with an autoimmune disease called myasthenia gravis. And they were like, you should read this book. It changed us. It helped us. So I was like, all right, I'm here. And so through reading this book, I learned that the way that uh, companies make our meats and our dairy, they are pumping our animals full of antibiotics. And they're also feeding these animals corn and soy. And how are they producing these ingredients? They're using genetically modified materials and they're spraying it with this pesticide called Roundup. And all of these chemicals and materials that they're using to mass produce food and fill up our you know, farm animals to make them bigger and juicier and meatier are going right into our bodies. And that these foods from the agricultural industry, if you have certain genetics, could be, you know, detrimental to your health. And that was shocking and eye-opening to me. So one of the first few things that I did was I stopped eating um, most dairy products, farm raised fish and, um, conventional meat, anything that was not, um, not why, why is this escaping me? Free range or uh, organic, uh, USDA certified animal welfare certified, anything that did not have those labels. I did not eat. And I still don't. And did you move to more of a plant-based diet as well, Catherine? Yes, I did. I did. After learning all of those, I did go completely plant-based for a while and wanted to see how that felt. And I would say I was plant-based completely for about a year and then slowly starting to add some of that wild-caught fish, um, organic cheeses and organic and USDA certified free-range um, meats. But I would say I, I only eat animal products still maybe two to three times a week so it's very low in my diet still okay and i don't know what it's like over where you are in dallas but over in here if you want to eat organic it is like absolutely expensive 
you know, let's hope it changes over time because, you know, there's all the talk they want us to eat healthy. So, you know, one of my messages is, come on, guys, make it a bit easier for us. You know, I don't know how you feel about that. Is it is, is it dear in the States? Oh, yes. It's insane. I mean, it doesn't make any sense either because so I actually in my own podcast that I am launching this month in two weeks from yesterday, um, I interviewed an agricultural lawyer and kind of wanted to know more about why is organic farming so much more expensive? Why is organic produce so much more expensive when in my head, it's like, this is natural. You're not adding anything to it. So why would it cost more? And she explained to me that because we have as a society, and I'm not hundred percent sure what it's like in the UK, but I'm sure it's similar. Um, we have totally destroyed our farmland with these chemicals. So if you want to organic farm on most lands now, it takes three seasons to get your soil back to its organic state. So you have to put money into it for three seasons to ensure that there's no pesticides, no chemicals on your land. And then the farmers can start to make money. So these farmers have to be out for three seasons of crops, not making money. And they need someone to pay or help them, you know, subsidy the cost that it takes to get their land to be organic certified so it is a very costly process for these farmers well well let's hope over time when they've got all that sorted then let's hope, hope the price comes down over time and that makes Fingers a difference crossed. hey Catherine, let's we're just gonna we're gonna take a break for some music um and we'll come back and talk in a minute and uh we'll just find out a little bit more about you know uh, how it helps your friend and also the changes that you've made as well into uh, into your world of nutrition and a little bit more about your book okay Sounds good. Yawa Radio for your well-being and happiness. Tune in to Yawa Radio every Sunday between four and six in the afternoon for the Calm and Joy Show with me, Gabrielle Trainer. Each week, I bring you the Calm and Joy Book Club. I chat with brilliant people all about how we can find more calm and joy in our complicated, messy lives, and tons more including top tunes, of course. So join me for the Calm and Joy show on Sundays from 4pm on Yawa Radio. With inspirational guests from around the world, inspirational quotes, the inspirational book of the week, the meditation hour, the quiet zone and feel good music. Yawa Radio is about well-being, happiness and finding the beauty within. Enjoy. Be beautiful, be happy, be inspired. This is Yawa Radio. Uh, so you're listening to Yawa Radio. It's Steve with Glass Alphal. Uh, metaphorically speaking, I'm over in Dallas today. Uh, it's the wonderful power of technology. Um, and uh, Kathleen Carney is on the line with me. Um, we've been just talking earlier about um, how Kathleen started a journey, been helping a friend with nutrition. Um, Kathleen, so let's just expand on that a little bit more then. So um, you helped your friend and let's hope it was positive. Yes. And she, and she made some changes. Yeah. But what about, what, what about your life as well then? Because, you know, there you were as a student. Um, and, and I guess, again, I don't know what it's like over in States, but over here, they're probably heating 
take away pizzas, doing all kind of things and uh, not eating a healthy diet. Were you in that kind of position when you were? Yeah. So growing up, I, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, my mom and my dad as well, can't leave him out, always wanted to make sure that we were eating the most nutritious foods. We have, I've been eating organic, um, fortunate enough, uh, my whole life. And so I did have some framework of, you know, healthy eating growing up. we would never had, uh, sodas in our house or, those name brand snacks like Cheez-Its or Gushers, my parents were like, absolutely, we're not, we're not having this processed junk in our house. So I did have a little leg up for the first 18 years of my life. But when I went to college (laughs) and I had freedom over what I ate, I was very excited to have all of the junk food that we didn't have at home. And I definitely went overboard. I was eating fast food probably every day at, for one meal. Um, I was fortunate enough. I lived in a sorority house and we had a chef who would prepare us really healthy meals, but I would opt for a quesadilla often, uh, or a grilled <laughs> cheese sandwich. So not the healthy choices there. Um, and it really started to take a toll on me, my junior and my senior year. I had gained probably 25 pounds since my freshman year. I was fortunate that I was very small when I entered college. So (laughs) so it didn't show too much, but I knew uh, that clothes were much more snug than they were before. I love love that word, snug. I love that word. (laughs) Oh yeah, much more snug. Um, And I didn't have as much energy. Um, I started to develop anxiety. Uh, I, my skin was really breaking out. I've, you know, battled acne my whole life, but got it under control in high school and it started to come back in college. Um, and yeah, I just did not feel good. I didn't feel like myself always tired, always having to get like the biggest size coffee at Starbucks to get through my classes and work and just was kind of in this unhealthy cycle. And, um, After I graduated, I moved to Dallas, Texas to be a teacher. And in my first year teaching, I had 150 seventh grade students. Um, And I was doing a teaching program called Teach for America that helps people that do not have teaching degrees or teaching backgrounds become a certified teacher. So I had no experience teaching. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, And I was kind of just thrown into a high stress high pressure job. And that was kind of when my health continued to deteriorate, continuing to lean on caffeine, continued to go to bed at 6 PM because I was exhausted from the day. And I, you know, I was so exhausted. I didn't want to cook. So continued eating the junk food and it was a really unhealthy cycle that I was in. And so when I was doing all this research for my friend, you know, I think subconsciously I was like, this, this can help me too, (laughs) but you know, to myself, to make it all seem like, oh, I'm just doing this for my friend. I'm doing this for her. But I think secretly I knew like, you need, you need all of this too. Um, yeah. So I started adopting that plant-based lifestyle and it was really crazy how making those small changes in my diet immediately helped me have more energy lessened my anxiety, 
made me, you know, be able to say, okay, maybe I can exercise two days a week. And then it became three days a week. And then it became four. And then it was like, okay, I have enough energy now to work out. I have enough energy to not go to bed at 6, 7 p.m. What else can I do? I started seeing my holistic health practitioner that I had like a four or five year hiatus from seeing her while I was in college. So I started getting um, neuroemotional technique and muscle testing and dealing with some of this emotional baggage that I had had. And then I had even more energy. And then I started excelling as a teacher and I didn't feel so weighed down by the stress and the pressure of teaching 157th graders. And it just was a snowball effect of positivity. I lost 15 pounds in three months with, I mean, I was trying, but it didn't seem like I was trying so hard. I was just living. I was going to work, working out, eating healthy, feeling good. And the pounds just started to shed. And that's when I realized, oh, there's, there's probably something to this. And you know, Kathy, you you mentioned the coffee then, and um, you know, I remember reading um, a, a bit by uh, Patrick Olford, who's one of the top nutritionists here in the UK. Uh, and I had the pleasure of interviewing him some time ago. And one of his little chapters in his book is, um, I think, the title something like I might paraphrase it, but it's like, um, "How caffeine makes you tired." Okay, so you have that you have the caffeine rush, woof, and then a few hours later you have this bank, um, and you woof off you need another one you know and it's this and how many people whether in the work environment as well you know i mean i used to work in an office many moons ago and you know 11 o'clock somebody would go out and buy all the muffins and oh oh do you think so then you're not hungry at lunchtime but by two o'clock you're starving again yep yeah so yeah we've been there (laughs) yeah i've been there so tell me about your book then how did that come about Yeah. So during this time in 2018, after I'd done this research and I started, you know, with Trish and her boyfriend and her family, we all kind of made this shift in healthier eating. And we all started to experience some positive symptoms, Um, whether it be Trish's tumor shrunk a little bit. So that was really exciting. I got my energy and my groove back. Her boyfriend, similarly, he didn't have any health issues, but he was like, I feel so energetic. I'm selling in my job, feeling good. Same things with her family. They're feeling positive effects. And I'm like, why aren't people talking about this? Why aren't people talking about what eating a healthier diet and eating food from the earth without all this added stuff, what it can do for our quality of life. And as fate or putting it into the universe would have it. Like I said, I was teaching seventh grade and I was telling my students, I taught reading and writing and writing was what I really had to help them with. And I was like, I would love to write a book one day. And I would tell my students, like, you could write a book. You can write about your experiences. You can write about anything you want, fiction, nonfiction. And they're like, yeah, like, I don't know, maybe. And I was like, I want to do that one day. So one day I get a message on LinkedIn from a professor at Georgetown, Professor Eric Custer. And he was like, hey, I have this creators program. I started at Georgetown. I'm trying to expand it to other universities around the country. At the time, I was um, 
getting my master's degree in education. I was teaching and getting that degree. And I was going to school at Southern Methodist University here in Dallas. And he was like, I'd love for you to bring this creators program to SMU. And I was like, listen, I've got way too much on my plate. (laughs) I cannot bring a program to my university. I just can't do it. He was like, okay, well, my book writing program is starting at University of Texas, Austin. Would you like to join their cohort virtually? And I was like, yes, absolutely. I'm in. And so he was like, perfect. You can join my course at UT Austin, set me all up with his course. And he was like, now that you're committed, what are you going to write your book about? (laughs) I was like, oh, wow. What am I going to write a book about? I'm 23 years old and I have no, I don't know. Do I have enough experience? I have no idea. And after really sitting with myself and thinking about what is the most important thing to you right now? And it was health not only my friends, but my own and really understanding the importance of health. And I was like, this, this is what I'm going to write a book about. And I really was very fortunate that I had leaned on months and months of research. And I had four, including myself, personal stories that I could weave throughout my book. So it didn't feel so like nonfiction researchy, Mm -hmm. but it could also have that personal effect and be very results driven. You have four people saying, you know, this works, this diet works, this way of living works and research to back it up. And that's what I wrote. We can't change what we don't know how I started to think of food as medicine about. Wow. So when did it get published? It was published December of 2019. Was that a challenge to find a publisher or was it easy or did things when sometimes, you know, you know, if you firm believer when the universe and you put things out there, people find you, don't they? Yes. Yes, yes they do. <laughs> and so that's really what it was like for me. So I was so grateful for Professor Eric Custer because he um, in his MBA program, he had found that when students from his program were graduating, they were, you know, graduating from Georgetown, a very great university, and they weren't getting jobs because the job market is so competitive. And he was like, how am I going to, you know, push my students up and make them the top candidates? And he found that making them publish authors and experts in what they wanted their future job in uh, was the ticket. And so he had found through his program, a publisher called New Degree Press, who um, partnered with him and all of his creator programs across the country. And as long as the creators met their deadlines and it seemed like a viable product, guaranteed publishing. So by doing his creators program and meeting my deadlines and doing what he asked me, I was guaranteed that my book would be published, which was really exciting. Wow. Exciting stuff. So look, we're going to feature your book as the inspirational book of the week. Uh, So the listeners need to listen out for that. But how can people get a copy of the book? Absolutely. It is available on Amazon. So all you have to do is either type in my name, Kathleen Carney, or the title of the book and you got it. Brilliant, brilliant. And, and Catherine, how, how can people find out more about you if they want to get in touch with you then? Yes, I have a website. It is 
kathleencarney.com. It has the link to my book on there, information about my podcast that is launching November 15th, um, the links to my social media handles, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, um, and oh, you're, on, you're, you're, you're on you're on TikTok, are you? <laughs> I am on TikTok. My producer for my podcast said, if your audience is anyone in the 20-year-old age range, you need to get on there. So I'm there. Brilliant. Brilliant. Good fun. Uh, look, just give us that website again. It is www.kathleencarney.com. Brilliant. Well, look, it's been a pleasure talking to you today and I look forward to sharing information about your book and uh, whatever you are doing for the rest of your day. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you so much for having me and you too. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Yawa Radio, bringing the feel-good feeling to every day. Well, thank you for joining me on this week's Glass Half Full podcast. If you'd like to join me as a guest, then why not get in touch? You can email me at steve at stevetwynham.com. And also, if you're looking for a radio station that is that little bit different, that brings you all about well-being and happiness and personal development and great music too, uh, then check out Yawa Radio. That's Yawa spelt Y-O-W-A-H dot co dot UK. Check out Yawa Radio, bringing that feel-good feeling to every single day of the week. So once again, thank you for joining me on today's Glass Half Full podcast. It is produced and presented by myself, Steve Twynham, and copyright applies. And whatever you're doing for the rest of your day, have the best day you possibly can.